But the point is you can't hide when you're face to face. Um, you know, in general, and, and I know I'm being stereotypical here, but men want to avoid things. This week, we reply to a listener email wondering what to do because during the day, her and her husband text message and everything seems great, but when they get home, they have a communication breakdown. Dr. Karen Sherman weighs in. Stay tuned. You don't need a special occasion to give your spouse flowers. In fact, it's probably more special to get them flowers just because. If you're still not inspired, how about if we can save you $10 on your flower purchase at bloomnation.com. Use the promo code GETHITCHED with BN10 at bloomnation.com, a marketplace that connects you with your local florist wherever you reside in the country. Again, use the promo code GETHITCHED with BN10 at bloomnation.com to save $10 when you want to surprise your spouse with flowers. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hey, Steve. So Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Uh, she is the author of Mindfulness in the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. I know I uh, blasted through that fast, but you can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com, uh, plus much more, and I will reiterate these things at the very end of the episode. Um, but I'm excited today, Karen, because we are able to help directly one of our listeners. Oh, um, how nice. Yes. So this comes from Michelle. And Michelle wrote in um, and said that her husband and her frequently text during the day while he's working. And they communicate sweetly and lovingly through text messages. Um, and they, she talks about how they miss each other and can't wait for the day to end so that they can see each other. But when they get home and see each other face to face, something changes. Um, the, the tone changes and all of a sudden all that loving stuff that was going back and forth, um, has become, uh, more abrasive and, she then talks about how they then will start texting apologies for what happened the night before when they were face to face. Um, and she wants to know what is going wrong when they're face to face, when they have all this loving stuff that they're texting back and forth throughout the day. Um, I want to add that she says that there have been health issues um, that she has been put into a disability uh, for the last seven years through her health issues. Her husband has health issues. There has been uh, stress within the jobs situation with um, company mergers and things. Um, so there's definitely a lot of stress stress there. Um, but she wants to know how she can keep the connection going um, that started with the texting that seems to be good uh, and then transition that into when they're face-to-face. -face. And so... We, a lot of people know that we record these episodes um, sometimes weeks in advance, if not even further. 
And we have actually already recorded an episode that talks about um, communication through technology and what's lost in that translation of of tech communication. Um, this is actually the opposite of that. And mm -hmm. I think we'll air that episode. I'll, I'll rearrange what we have scheduled and I'll air that episode maybe right after this one um, to, to give people both sides of it back to back. Um, so this situation, it's the, it's the opposite. They, they actually seem to have decent or good communication through their tech stuff. Um, it's when they get face to face <laughs> that they're having the problems. Um, and so my first question to you is, uh, why do you think that is? Well, because a lot of people find it easier to use technology and hide behind it. And I, I hesitate as I say this because um, you just used a phrase. You said they have good communication. They are communicating. Mm -hmm. uh, they are for lack of better phrasing right now, speaking to each other vis-a-vis -vis the tech, you know, texting. I don't know if they're really communicating, so to speak. Maybe, maybe they, positive messaging. <laughs> they're positive messaging. Yeah. But you see, the point is, you know, what, what Michelle writes in is they tell each other they love each other, that they miss each other, that they can't wait to see each other. But clearly there's a lot of stuff going on and, I don't think that that's being spoken about. Mm -hmm. So during the day, they are letting each other know that they matter to each other. And that's fabulous. That's really great. But the other issues that are on their mind are not being communicated, mm. um, are not being discussed. Okay. So our reader mentions uh, health issues among other stressors. Mm -hmm. Might it be that real life stress is difficult to acknowledge digitally, um, but when you're in person, you can't hide that when you're looking at somebody's face, or it's it's much more difficult to hide it than tossing out an emoji. Well, again, I think that it's easier in general to hide behind technology. So. Um, it's easy to say, I love you, I miss you. And I'm not saying that those are false. Sure. Please don't misunderstand me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're face to face, it's, you're dealing with problems, you're dealing with situations on a whole, whole other realm. So when you say, and, when you say, I love you face to face, they can look into your eyes and see like, well, yeah, I, I get that, but clearly something else is going on. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, in addition to that, um, you know, you're, I, I don't know what kind of disability Michelle has, mm -hmm. but, you know, it may be that when her husband sees her, some other feelings come up that are difficult for him and he can face her face to face. And so, um, those other feelings come out and that overtakes him and it's easier to avoid. That's actually really interesting too because she does mention that it the disability is something I say relatively new. She mentions that it happened within the last 7 years. So it's not like this is how it's always been. Right. Okay. But the, but the point is you can't hide when you're face to face. Um you know, in general, and, and I know I'm being stereotypical here, but men want to avoid things. So it's it's easier to um, say nice things, which are important mm -hmm. um, and which help 
to make your mate feel like they matter and to help connect the two of you. Um, and, and thank goodness they're doing that. But I think that there's still an avoidance going on of getting to the other things that are really, you know, quite um, upsetting or, okay. you know, bothering him. Yeah. Now, would there be any benefit? I mean, you talked about how saying those positive things are really good um, during the texting sessions. Would there be any benefit to stopping the texting during the day so that there might be some happy feeling reserve that they're able to then tap into when they see each other at the end of the day? That's a very nice idea, but I don't think it's going to do it. I don't think it's like, well, you've got, you know, two gallons of nice stuff. So if you save it, it'll then, you know, transfer over to the um, being together. I think there's a definite issue here that there's a withholding of um, the negative feelings. There's an avoidance of the negative concerns. And at least during the day, I'm trying to do some kind of repair work. You know, she mentions a lot of apologies for the um, some of the negative leaking things that are coming out. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think that just by uh, holding back on some of the positivity that it'll transfer over to when you're face to face. I think that a lot of the stuff that's coming out during the day is a way to reestablish the connection and. Um, number one, make sure that that connection is there. And number two, you know, act as an apology. So, it, I mean, it's almost as if definitely don't stop the texting because no. those are, that is the, um, we talk about Gottman's research a lot about, you know, leaning, leaning in, reaching out, um, offering that branch, Yes, which yeah. is one of those signs of when they start, when they, when you offer that branch and they don't reciprocate, then there's real trouble right. on right. the horizon. Okay. Um, and we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I wanted to see if you wanted to expand upon it. What is happening to the husband that he would communicate differently when he is in person? Um, is there anything else um, aside from him dealing with his emotions of seeing his wife or that – like what else could be going on? Could it be that his own stress from his day, sure. just like any other normal person, is sure. kind of bleeding into it and he just struggles yeah. with that? Yes, absolutely. His own stress, you know, again, I, I don't know, you know, Michelle didn't tell us what type of disability she has, but, you know, having to face that when he comes in, uh, just feeling overwhelmed, um, just, you know, a lot of um, emotionality coming up for him that he just doesn't want to deal with. Now, it's leaking, obviously, mm -hmm. because my best guess is that... Um, that's why he's saying not nice things to her. He's being mean or, you know, he's acting not nice to her. So he's not really dealing with his feelings mm -hmm. about whatever it is that is upsetting him. Um, and so um, there's an avoidance of whatever it is that, that truly is is at the heart of this. What, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because she does mention in her letter that uh, there have been several family members who have passed away in the past mm -hmm. couple of years. In addition mm -hmm. to her health issues, he himself is experiencing his own health issues. And mm -hmm. I mentioned at the top that he, um, in the last recent year, um, has gone through a job merger. Um, 
could it be one of those situations where um, it's depression or midlife crisis or something like that that is um, triggering all this kind of backlash sure, toward his sure. life? It, it could. There could be, you know, he could have some of his own concerns and he doesn't want to spill them over onto her and make her, you know, be worried about him. Um, it could be concern for her. It could be concern for him. It could be that he feels she straddled with enough because she is out on disability and he doesn't want to put any more on her. Um, the point is that clearly something is not okay with him and um, he's not sharing what's, what's truly bothering him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what hit me the most is when she said, what am I doing wrong? I don't think she's doing anything wrong. Um, I think that there are things that are upsetting him and he is not um, being open about that. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the million dollar question. (laughs) What can Michelle do when she's face to face with her husband to keep that same loving form of communication going that they experience when they're texting? Um, I'm going to, make a suggestion that goes back to the texting because obviously that's where he feels safer. Okay. So I wouldn't confront him face to face. I might through text, you know, if, if she says that there's a lot of apologies in the morning for Mm -hmm. what's going on the night before, yeah, I might say, you know, sweetie, I, I really think that there's a lot on your plate and for whatever the reasons you're not sharing it. Um, and what I want you to know that whatever it is, I'm here for you um, and would really love for you to talk to that, talk to me about it. Um, you know, and we can do that through text or if you want to talk a little bit in person, I'm happy to do either. But I would do that through texting because, again, that's where he obviously has more of a comfort level. Um, but I would break the ice there with the suggestion that, um, you know, he really be more um, upfront about what it is that is troubling him. Okay. So she starts that resolution process uh, through texting. Yes. Um, What, I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here. So what happens though, when he says, yeah, okay, whatever, um, or more lovingly than that, but gets home and he still seems to lash out because of whatever his day has provided mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So again, the next morning when he tells her again how much he loves her and how sorry he is, she says, sweetie, I have no doubt that you love me. I have no doubt that you're you know, um, feeling badly about what went on last night. And again, I know that you're a good person and obviously something's troubling you. And as I suggested yesterday, I'm more than happy to, you know, we're in this together and I'm ready, you know, to hear what's going on so that, you know, you're, you're not burdened by this. Mm-hmm. I would do that a third, three, three times. Okay. And after, because I consider three a pattern. And okay. after three times, I would say, you know, clearly something is bothering you. And I truly do believe that you are a good person and you don't mean to be mean to me. 
However, you know, because you keep apologizing. Yeah. However, you keep apologizing. And I made this offer, you know, three times and yet you don't respond to it. Um, it it's really not okay to keep, you know, um, holding things in, taking them and taking them out on me. What can we do about this? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, um, it does seem that there would be, I mean, it's understandable uh, maybe not acceptable, but it's understandable why somebody who has experienced his spouse has health issues, he has health issues, family members have passed away, his job has been upended, um, that you would feel uneasy. Um, and, you know, we talk about it all the time. You take things out on the people closest to you because that's where you're most comfortable. Um this is going to sound like, of course, he's going to recommend this, but, or suggest this, but do you think it, you know, she makes those three, um, salvos towards making this solution work and it doesn't work that therapy becomes the recommendation or talking to a a specialist? Well, of course, I always think that that's a possibility. Um, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that you can throw that out, Um, but I would try this first and say, um, you know, I, I, you know, perhaps for whatever the reasons, um, you're, you know, it's, it's a little hard for you to talk to me. Um, so, you know, maybe you would prefer to talk to somebody else and that's, that's okay with me also, but I'm worried about you. I'm concerned about you. You know, you've been under a lot of stress and and I only really want, you know, whatever's going to be helpful to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, this is not something that should be ignored, I'm guessing. No, no. Especially because it's really not fair to her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her happiness has to be a priority for him, you would think, right? And, and I think he does care about her. Yeah. I really do. I don't think that this is somebody who isn't concerned about her because there's the constant apology. It's just that he apologizes, he texts her, I love him, you know, I care about you, and then it happens over again. And then, you know, it's the same cycle over and over and over again. So, you know, it's like, okay, you're apologizing, but then it keeps happening, you know, what's going on? Yeah. And you talked about the pattern. Um, That seems to be the pattern that they're in. So maybe hopefully uh, the suggestions you offered will present a new option for them to try Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and hopefully it works and um, I'm sure a lot of listeners out there have similar issues where a spouse comes home or they meet up at the end of the day and they're both stressed out and it starts coming out in that way too so sure absolutely I'm I'm sure this is actually kind of yeah and pretty common we we tend to take out our stress on the people we're closest to, right? Because we feel safe with them. It's not fair, but yeah. you know, that they get the brunt of it, but, but that's just the way it is. We do, you know, it's like kids who are good all day in school and then they come home and, you know, they, they act like crazy kids yeah. because they're home and it's safe. You can do that. And you also see that the opposite end too, where uh, parents will come home and take it out on the kids right. Um, right. as well. So right. um, was there anything else you wanted to add uh, on this topic today? Uh, no, not really. Just again, um, that I think that, first of all, I want to thank Michelle for writing in. I really appreciate it. Um, and you know, there are some details obviously that we don't know. 
um, in regard to the specifics of her disability and all. But um, I again, I don't want her to take it as that she's doing anything wrong. Um, but on the other hand, to lovingly say, I understand, you know, that something is troubling you. And, you know, I, I want to be able to try to help you. And I'm available to you and I don't want you to feel like you're stressing me. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable with me, you know, then it, it's okay to, you know, talk to somebody else, uh, but not to take it as if she's done something wrong. I mean, is this, um, I know I threw out the, uh, the pros with the therapy talk. Um, is it something that he could just talk to a friend to get maybe. some of this stuff? I don't know. I don't know what the issues are, but maybe. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that wouldn't be something that would be totally off, off base. No, yeah, no. Okay. And, and it could really just be that he's just holding in a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. it may be that he can talk to her and, and, and then it's done. Yeah. Not everything has to be done talking to a professional. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that's good to hear because I think a lot of times uh, we, when there's a solution on the horizon, we sometimes put the hurdle up a little too high for people to get over. And so they just avoid it completely yeah, and, turn, no. and turn back. So, yeah, no, she, you know, absolutely. You know, if it, if it's that, you know, well, I'm worried about you and, you know, all of a sudden I'm not feeling good and I didn't want to worry you about it, but I'm really not feeling well and blah, 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 blah. You know, and they talk about it and they have a good talk. That may be all that's necessary. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. I think that's um, very encouraging. Um, so I want to reiterate, uh, the same thing that you said, Karen, thank you, Michelle, for writing in. We really, really appreciate you reaching out to us. And I, uh, hope that this information has been helpful, um, is helpful. Um, and for anybody else listening who might find themselves in a similar situation that some of these tips, uh, you can apply, apply as well. Um, and, um, as Michelle did and wrote into us, um, you can write into us as well. Uh, you can just go to hitchedmag.com and go to the podcast page. There is a giant button uh, on our podcast page that you can email us. Uh, you can also reach out to us through the social platforms. Um, you know, send us a message on Facebook or uh, on Twitter, uh, Google Plus. We are there as well. Um, or if you want, you can uh, record a little message on your smartphone. They all have uh, little voice memo apps these days. And you can email that in and, um, you know, let us know that way. So a lot of ways to reach out. And we want to thank you so much, Michelle, for, um, you know, working to improve your marriage. I mean, that's why we are here and so grateful that you reached out to us. Um, and so I want to remind everybody before we leave today uh, that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, Karen has her own show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. In just five minutes, Karen will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind it and how to resolve it. And that airs Wednesdays as well. So be sure to check that out. You can get this information at Karen's website, drkarensherman.com. We have links to this stuff at our website, hitchedmag.com, including uh, a, a full bio of Karen uh, on our experts page, uh, past articles, uh, a section, as I mentioned, our podcast link. It has the entire archive of every single podcast we've ever done, and we are 
approaching 400 episodes. So uh, there is a lot, a lot of stuff uh, that we have covered in the past, um, but we are constantly striving to um, customize and personalize the information and add those little nuances that I think is what makes us special. So we don't talk in super huge broad generalities. Um, we try to get specific on a lot of this stuff. So hopefully, uh, if you don't find it on the first try, you will see it there on the second or third. And if not, reach out to us. That's what we're here for. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. It's always a pleasure. And I look forward to doing this again soon. Thank you, Steve. All right. That's going to do it, everybody. Take care. I'm going to